There is no secret formula for better customer service. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Good morning, everyone. It's Tuesday, October 10th. I'm Ben Berkeley here with Sarah Friedman and Rob Litterst, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to talk about alternative investing platforms, which will help you own a piece of, well, just about everything. From real estate to classic works of art to pairs of Air Jordan shoes, we're seeing a rise in niche investing apps that are worth further exploration. We'll get there in a moment, but first, let's run through the stories making headlines in the world of business and tech. We have to start in Israel today. The story is unfortunately a familiar one as conflict has kind of roiled that region throughout all of our lifespans. But we're watching an escalation in Gaza that may forever change global politics. To recap, a fragile peace broke over the weekend when Hamas launched a surprise coordinated attack on Israel, resulting in hundreds of deaths, thousands wounded, and dozens held hostage. Israel, in turn, declared war on the fundamentalist Palestinians behind the attacks, launching retaliatory strikes across Gaza. Now, as the fighting intensifies and the casualties mount, the world lays in wait to see how the conflict develops as a regional war that goes wider is also possible. This is, of course, the point where we do have to pause for a moment and acknowledge all the tremendous suffering and needless loss of life across the region. It is really heartbreaking and honestly just really hard to view this through a personal lens, let alone a professional one, as we have to hear And while we don't really want to talk about the surrounding business and tech stories, which are so deeply secondary, you come to us for a quick recap of what you need to know to better navigate your professional life. So that's what we'll keep aiming to do on this topic. So let us set the stage there. Like all other instances of global violence, there is a heavy economic price to be paid here. Oil prices yesterday surged. Stock markets worldwide show signs of strain. Anxiety is overall high that the conflict will continue to grow, bringing wider economic destabilization with it as other international players such as the U.S. and Iran stake out their positions. One other note here is that World Bank President A.J. Benga said further escalation risks, quote, a crisis of unimaginable proportion. Obviously, we will be fruiting very hard against that and continue to follow everything going on in Gaza for the foreseeable future. But for now, let us move on to a little bit of brighter news. This year's Nobel Prizes have all been awarded after the committee reviewed 351 candidates. The final one announced yesterday was the Economics Prize, which went to Harvard professor Claudia Golden for advancing global understanding of women's progress in the workforce. Just as a note, this is a pretty perfect career capstone for Golden. She's a pioneering figure. She was the first woman to be offered tenure in the Harvard Economics Department, and now she becomes the first woman to win a solo Nobel in economics. Mack truck union workers went on strike after voting down a five-year contract agreement. The UAW said 4,000 workers walked out, joining the picket lines that now exceed 30,000 auto workers across 22 states. Ridley Scott says his four-hour and 10-minute cut of Napoleon, which is a story about the French leader starring Joaquin Phoenix, will drop on Apple TV Plus after a shorter theatrical release. If I were made king of Hollywood, I'd probably decree that no movies could exceed two and a half hours. Sarah, Rob, what's your limit? I'm a 90-minute movie supporter by the time the popcorn and the candy has run out and I want a bathroom 
break, it's 90 minutes is like the sweet spot for me. I couldn't agree more. These days, if you're going to make a four-hour movie, just make a miniseries. Just literally do the Queen's Gambit thing. It will perform better and like more people will see it and like it. To me, this is like ignorant Hollywood hubris of a guy just wanting to make a really long movie just for the sake of making a really long movie. It's crazy. I will also note that with Apple bankrolling this and they continue to just try to throw big money after big names to try to get their service higher up the charts here, I don't know if this is going to do it, but I guess I wish them well. And also I will not be watching. I feel like there's kind of like an optics play in it where just by signing this, to your point, Ben, they're in the good graces of some of like Hollywood's top power players. And it's like, they'll choose Apple when they like put out their other thing. That's not a four hour movie that nobody's going to watch. Right. So it's like, this is like the move before the move that will get them a lot more specials. Yeah, I mean, I think we should also acknowledge at this point that they are also this fall releasing Martin Scorsese's film, Killers of the Flower Mm. Moon, which is, I believe, just under three and a half hours. So Apple TV plus the place to go for exceedingly long and kind of maybe painfully long projects. Let's move on to one other story here before our top story, which is that Mars is rolling out Skittles Littles, a smaller version of its popular candy How are we feeling about this? Necessary? Unnecessary? You know, this wouldn't make the cut for me for being necessary. I was no complaints before on the original size, but we like the creativity. I mean, all candy is good candy in my eyes. Who needs smaller Skittles? It's crazy. But I guess, you know, when you're a candy company and you need to find new ways to monetize around Halloween, you put out mini Skittles. And that's really where we are right now. Yeah, it seems like we're going to start seeing them rolling out in the next couple of weeks here. And then next year, it seems it's going to be their like really big push on that. So this is inevitable. For now, let's move on to our top story which is about alternative investing apps, which admittedly I knew very little about until getting an education from Sarah on the topic. So Sarah, I'm going to ask you to work your magic all over again and tell us what are alternative investing apps and why are we talking about them today? Yeah, so an alternative investment is basically an investment in anything other than traditional assets like stocks, bonds. This can include anything from wine to bottles of whiskey to fine art, real estate, the list goes on. But there are apps now that are making these niche investing opportunities way more available to people who previously would not have been able to, say, invest in a Van Gogh or a really expensive bottle of whiskey. So now these are things that the floor has been lowered. VinoVest, which is an alternative investing app that lets you invest in bottles of wine and whiskey, their entrance starts at $1,000. So this is an opportunity for people to diversify their portfolios in kind of a fun way. And I feel like this really came back into mind for us last week when we saw that there was a platform that was allowing users to invest in the music rights to Shrek, the Shrek soundtrack, where when it streamed or aired on TV, you theoretically would be getting a cut of those royalties as an investor in this. I mean, that's probably top of the list for me as, you know, we're looking at other things like wine, whiskey, whatever. I'm all in on Shrek. <laughs> but I'm curious, like, Are these working for people generally? Yes. I think alternative investments can have a leg up. I mean, the big perk here is that there's some separation from the stock market. So they really help diversify your portfolio so you're not 
so beholden to the ups and downs of the stock market. And I actually spoke with VinoVest co-founder Anthony Zhang, and he told me that wine has seen an average of 11% returns in the last 20 years. Whiskey has been even closer to 15%. And just to put that in context, traditional stocks saw around 9.75% returns. So it can actually give you a leg up both just with those numbers, but also again, just being able to diversify your portfolio and kind of keep your money safe, maybe in the wine cellar rather than the stock market, which we all wake up every day and, and see that it's pretty tumultuous lately. Yeah. I mean, I think the cool thing about all of these options to like beyond giving alternatives to the stock market and bonds and traditional investments. I think one of the cool things about all of these platforms is it really democratizes access to all of these things. Like I think in the past, if you were to invest in wine, you would probably need to have a ton of money to go invest up front and like talk to a vineyard and get a look at like what's coming in the next season. Or if it's art, I mean, I think the bar is even higher. So the cool thing with this is it kind of allows anybody to get in. Given how the stock market's going lately, it does seem like these sorts of alternatives could be a really smart way to play it and at least a good place to put a percentage of your money to take some pressure off of your stock market assets. Absolutely. And I think we're also just seeing such an interesting spread of things that are available in this area. You know, Sarah, in your story, you pointed out everything from Birkin bags to there was a Banksy piece where you could kind of get in on fractional ownership of that. First edition Harry Potter books. There are just so many different, really interesting opportunities in this space where you can also kind of merge your interests personally with your financial strategies. Totally. That'll do it for us today on the Hustle Daily Show. Thank you for tuning in. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work. And it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team, Alan, Leanne, Elliot, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player, Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.